guys, this is Erica D'Arcangelo Da Silva. I'm here with JP Da Silva. We're doing another episode of our podcast, Marketing Mythbuster. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that we get asked about all the time, which is what is SEO? Search engine optimization is what that stands for. Probably the top question I get asked on our phone calls. We own a marketing agency. We've been doing work for a long time, and I get a lot of phone calls. And out of these phone calls, most business owners or marketing directors for companies ask me, how do you go about SEO? And what is SEO? And they have all these mystical, complicated, convoluted, weird ideas about what it is, what SEO is. And I basically want to go over the key elements and sort of like weird ideas out there about SEO and content creation so we can just get them out of the way. Let's start by defining search engine optimization. Okay, so what is a search engine? You're on it almost every day and you probably might not even know. Google, Bing, Yahoo. It's the places you go on the internet where you type in a question and you get a result. And that is a search engine. So Google's job is to answer people's questions. When somebody goes on Google and search for whatever, Google needs to scan the internet and find out who has the answer to that person's question. And the only way they have to do that is through the written word on your website. That's the only way Google has to figure out what kind of information you have. SEO is the technical process where you basically indicate to the search engine what kind of information is on your website. I usually use this example. When you go to the grocery store, you have 15 aisles. You have those signs on top of the aisles that tells you, okay, you're going to find baking, flour, canned soups, etc. So that's the equivalent to SEO. Is Okay, these tells me what kind of stuff I'm going to find down this aisle. And then I can go in there and get more information if it is in alignment with what I'm looking for. So that's pretty much the, the easy version of it. Except for imagine that you're sitting on your cell phone, your laptop, your tablet, and I'm going to give a very uh, common example for me. You want to find out where the best pizza is, and you search best pizza near me. So based on optimization, which are the steps and data that somebody provides on their website, you're going to get a result, and then you're going to have like five different pizza places, and then you're going to be able to look at their pages and their reviews and make a choice and a decision. And those searches happen with a million different topics every minute on a million different search engines. And it's just very fast moving. And it's the go-to where people look when they want to find something instead of having the yellow pages. It used to be the yellow pages. You get the yellow pages and you look up in the yellow pages and now you would find it. So now you type it in on a search engine, and then what you find is based on optimization. So how do you, where do you start with all this? So these are the questions I get. You may get other questions and you guys may have other information, but this is what has worked for us. We have gotten our clients millions of visits to their website. So this is from our experience 
I bet there is a million ways to do this, but this is from what we have done in the last 20 some years. So question I get a lot is how long should it be my content? Really depends on your budget, your goal, and the type of content that you're talking about. Well, and the competition, because there are tools, and there are specific tools that we use that say, okay, in this industry, the average length of a piece of content is 600 words, whereas in another industry, maybe it's 3,000 words. So it's looking at who is competing in that industry and what they're providing, and if that data is better than your data. True. So when it comes to how long the article should be, so aside from competition information, you have three basic sort of rules. Number one, what type of stuff, what, what am I talking about? Is this topic uh, rich enough for me to write something long or is basically a simple thing and I can just keep it short? Number two, what's your budget? If you have, you're hiring a marketing company, you, your budget is going to be a factor. And number three, what's the goal of the content? So people get very uh, confused about how long an article should be and literally just stick to those three rules. If you want to take it to an advanced level, compare yourself to your competitor and try to beat them. And, and do all that, but honestly, just figure out how long, um, if you want to figure out how long your content should be, think of what am I talking about? Can I provide enough value within this amount of words? Number two, is the topic rich enough or not? I think too, before you even get into writing any of the content with search engine optimization, there is a structural piece and what that includes is let's say you have a website and then looking at what pages and what supporting content would go on that website so a page would be like let's say that you have a window cleaning company and one of your pages could be commercial window cleaning or residential window cleaning and then some support topics could talk about maybe blogs that discuss common problems with window cleaning or hacks or something like that. And it's really setting up what you're going to put on your site as far as pages and support articles. And then each one of those pages should target specific keywords. So the, the basic concept that you as a business owner should have in your mind is... I have the SEO part of things, which is the technical aspect, the tweaks, the number of pages, the number of links, like all these different things that we can go into more detail in a minute. And there is how much content, like the content aspect of things. So we're going to go over the content part. So like I said, people ask a lot, how much content do I need? Like how long should it be my article? The answer is however long you want to, honestly. Uh, you're going to find an agency that is going to tell you 3,000 words. You're going to find an agency that is going to tell you 600 words. You're going to find tools that say your article should be 5,000 words to go in alignment with the rest of the competition. But you sell asphalt for freaking parking lots. You can't write a 5,000-word article about asphalt. It's the same stuff for the last 100 years. 
So keep it very simple. When you get into a more advanced optimization, you can start looking at your competitors, how long the articles are, and how much you can improve them. But to tell you the truth, if you keep it at the minimum of 600, you should be good to go. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the other thing, too, that we didn't touch on, which is a part of this, and we don't want to get super complicated on this either, but let's say that we'll take the, the example again of window cleaning. So when you're writing an article, there are the keywords that you use. What I'm talking about there is that what somebody may search for when they're looking for that. So let's say that you're a company and you need to get your windows clean and you search in Google and you search commercial window cleaning. So this would be something that you would want your customer to find you under. Now, there are tools that you can type in the word commercial window cleaning and it will give you other variations like commercial window cleaning near me, best commercial window cleaning, and it will show you how many people search for that every month. What that's going to do is it's a tool that's going to help you if you're putting a page on your site on commercial window cleaning, it's going to show you like use these different three related keywords on your page and your page will rank better. And that is a really fundamental part of SEO is just knowing how to use keywords and the right keywords on a page. The other question we get a lot is how much, how many articles per month or per week should we you do? So the honest answer is the more the better. The alternative answer to that is however, however much you can put out because getting on the top of Google and trying to rank for as many keywords as possible or getting traffic is pretty much like a race. You're not the only one trying to capture that market share or those clients that are out there looking for your product, there are other people who are doing also work to be there. So if you want to make sure that you're always ahead, you need to constantly put content out and the more the better. If you want to set a minimum, yeah, make it the once a week. And that's, you know, a pretty, pretty good thing. But otherwise, if you can do once a day or three times a week, that will be even better. And some simple examples of this is look at websites like Forbes or Huffington Post or WebMD, and you look at the how large those websites are and how much content and how many people contribute, and then you look at how well-known those websites are and how many people see them, that's based on content creation. And a lot of people who are searching are going to find those websites for their answers, and that's how they become popular, and that's how more and more people see them is just based on their SEO and their content creation. So we went over how long should your article be. We went over, which is whatever you can make it that makes sense. How much content you should put out as much as you can or at least once a week. The other question I get a lot is backlinks. Should I do backlinks for my website? So let me explain what backlinks are first and we can then answer the question. So backlinks are other people on other websites talking about something related to your product or to you and they link as a reference back to your website to mention or 
quote you or whatever. The basic premises, like the whole, the way this originally started is Google values someone who writes an article and puts links and references so the reader can get more information about it or can get more help on the topic. And they feel like that's very much uh, as a, it's a good, it's brownie points towards user experience. Like if the person wrote an article and there is all these links to link to other people so they can find out more about it, Google appreciates that. But then, ever since you can buy backlinks and people starting to offer them, this subject got a little bit complicated. So I think the, the short and simple answer to this is that if you create really good content, other websites and other people will link to your content naturally. And that's what you should focus on, is just how good you can make your content and how well you can use your keywords and really how you can structure your site so that you're covering everything that you provide. If you want to be ninja in advance and you want to start buying backlinks, that's a very dangerous territory, but it is possible and it could work out and could be effective, but you need to make sure you know what you're doing. It's not even really being a ninja or advanced. It's just, I think, the best websites, I don't think they bought backlinks. I think it's more just people link to them because they were a good website. True. But Google also issues, you know, penalties for people who buy backlinks. So that is one thing that, you know, to look at is that if, if you're buying or paying for people to link to your website and Google finds out, you could lose all the work that you've done and all the traffic that you've created. Good. So if you guys ever have any questions regarding something you were told or something you heard about marketing, please reach out to us. We will be more than happy to answer your questions on here. Please go to marketingmythbuster.com or email us at busted at marketingmythbuster.com.